I'm TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I ask that you like, share, and comment on this video. Thanks for watching. All I got to say is, who that? Hey, don't let these tears fool you. There's all dog around this mug. I'm good. Hey, what's going on, Huda Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. On this edition, we're going to be talking about the Saints needing tight end depth. And we're also going to be talking about the Saints schedule. Uh, thank you so much for choosing the State of the Saints podcast, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. Shots out to everybody that's watching this uh no matter where you are in the world uh let's go ahead and, and kick it off let's talk a little bit about the tight end position and uh this of course comes from uh the news of tight end foster monroe uh, uh new orleans native uh came to uh the saints facility for a possible signing a couple of months ago of course unfortunately uh during, during the whole physical process he found out that he was dealing with a Hoskins lymphoma, um, a form of, uh, you know, leukemia. So, um, unfortunately, he had to put his football career on the back burner. Uh, but that doesn't stop teams from reaching out to Foster Monroe, which I can still appreciate because the brother really is a really good tight end and a really good player. So to know that teams are still interested in him, because more than likely, well, it's not more than likely, he will make a full comeback and uh, he's going to have opportunities. And uh, the Saints are in that number, no pun intended. But there are several other NFL teams that are interested. Uh, Foster Monroe uh, is a, a solid tight end, a really good blocking tight end, uh, graduate of Jesuit High School, very familiar with the area, LSU grad. Uh, so, you know, the Saints need some help at the tight end position. You have Adam Troutman, who was on the move via trade. The Saints moved up uh, in the draft in exchange uh, with the Denver Broncos. 
they uh, gave the Denver Broncos Adam Troutman. Um, Adam Troutman uh, wasn't very happy about his production and how the Saints were utilizing him. And uh, he felt like he needed uh, to go somewhere else. Uh, he actually wanted a trade. Uh, I never really talked about this. A, a lot was going on with me health-wise um, the last couple of days. So I, I didn't get opportunity to really address this situation with Adam Troutman. Um, I'm not one of those people that dislike Adam Troutman. Uh, I think that Adam Troutman came into the league as a pass catching tight end. And I think we all just expected him to be, uh, you know, a, a really good pass catching tight end. Uh, we haven't seen this in a long time from the New Orleans Saints having a, a tight end that can be dominant in the middle of the field. We haven't seen it since the likes of Jimmy Graham um, and, and a little sample size. I guess you can say Benjamin Watson and, and Jared Cook, but you, you haven't had that dominant tight end and had that production at the tight end position in a very long time. I, I didn't mention Kobe Fleener because why should I? I mean, but Adam Troutman was supposed to be that guy. Um, he ended up coming into the league as a pass catcher and kind of struggling with the blocking. Now, as he is in the league, I want to say he's going into his fourth season. Now he's a better blocker <laughs> than he is a pass catcher. And uh, he feels that it's the way that the Saints were utilizing him. Well, I mean, Adam Trautman had opportunities to make plays. There were a lot of drop passes and missed opportunities. And um, there was some uh, production last season, I have to say, that he was starting to come into his own. And uh, he had a little bit of a setback. I, I think I remember that game when they played the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, you know, he was going in motion and all of a sudden he just collapsed. I don't know what happened with that, uh, but it looked very, very serious. Like normally when you have those nine contact injuries, you're probably going to be lost for the season. But he kind of like grinned and bared it and kind of gutted out. Uh, and But he was not uh, really as productive as he was earlier in the season. The Saints were really counting on him uh, for his blocking skills not so much for his pass catching skills. Adam Troutman had opportunities to make plays and games. I've seen drops. I've seen opportunities that were squandered. I've seen things that uh, a guy who has been acclimated to offense should not be doing. So I just feel like in that regard, you know, he has nobody to blame but himself. He had opportunity to be a really good tight end. There's really no excuses. I mean, you went to all these tight end camps and you're putting all this footage up on social media like you're going to turn the corner it was time for you to step up, and you didn't. Uh, there's no no reason for sour grapes. There's no reason for the excuses, talking about the team holding you back. It seems to me, and what I watch, it seemed like the only person and thing was holding Adam Troutman back was Adam Troutman. Adam Troutman was the only thing that was holding him back. But he goes to the Denver Broncos. Sean Payton was the one that, that was instrumental in him coming to New Orleans. He goes to Denver, a uh, familiar coach. Uh, so... I'm pretty sure that Sean Payton is going to try to find a way to put Adam Troutman uh, in the offense and make him, uh, you know, a weapon. So good luck to that brother. But I don't I don't look at any uh, anybody on the Saints uh, staff and just say, man, y'all been holding Adam Troutman back. No, nah, no, nah, you ain't getting that from me. Uh, he wanted to get traded. Right. So he got what he wanted. So bye bye. Farewell. Peace out. You know what I'm saying? Good luck to you in your future endeavors. But. The Saints need tight ends, right? They need tight ends. Uh, you know, um, me personally, um, I, it's kind of hard for me to really just say that the Saints need tight end depth. You know, well, tight end depth or tight end help, I should say, because you look at this tight end room and, you know, you got some guys out there, man. You got guys like Jawan Johnson. You got guys like Lucas Crow who played on the practice squad. The Saints kind of kept them around. 
you know, I'm just interested to see what the Saints can actually do at the tight end position. And I'm pretty sure they're going to add some depth uh, at tight end. But my question is, where is it going to come from? Like, I'm not in the business of just getting a guy off the scrap heap just because you need help. You know, like, it's not – it shouldn't be that way, right? Don't just sign a guy because you just need some depth. You you want to sign a guy that you feel like is going to be productive uh, in your tight end room. And I was looking uh, at the list of tight ends that are available right now, and I have to tell you, when I say it's slim pickings, who that nation? It, it is slim pickings. You know, I was looking at uh, some of these names on the tight end at the tight end position, and as I pull it up on my phone just to uh, get – um, yeah, just to give you all an idea about what they have available. And I'm just looking at it. I mean, you got Cameron Bray, you know, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer. He's 31 years old. Jeff Swain, a former Dallas Cowboy, Tennessee Titans. He's 29. Uh, the veteran Mercedes Lewis, uh, Keith and Carter. Uh, you got Ryan Griffin out there, uh, Kyle Rudolph, Steven Anderson. I mean, the list goes on and on. Richard Rogers, Jesse James, Max Williams. Nobody to write home about. I mean, I, I kind of like that Jesse James pick. I, I watched him in Pittsburgh. He was pretty decent. And so was Jeff Swain every now and then with the Dallas Cowboys. Didn't really do much when it comes to uh, him playing for the Tennessee Titans. But as you can see, there's, there's very, very slim pickings on this list. And, um, you know, the Saints are probably going to have to look within the organization and hope that guys like Lucas Crowell can take the next step. And guys like Jawan Johnson can uh, emerge from the pack as that top tight end that they actually need. Uh, you know, you got some guys that could come in, maybe undrafted, unproven, and maybe show you a little something. But it just seems like the Saints, if they're looking for some tight end help, is probably going to have to come from within. Uh, I got the confidence in those guys. I feel like they can get the job done. I mentioned Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson is one of those guys that just got better every single year as he transitioned from wide receiver to tight end. He just got better. And um, I just want to see him improve. And, uh, you know, he got paid. He got a, a payday. So I know that's going to be incentive for him to go out there and put his best foot forward. Uh, as far as Lucas Crow, I mean, I watched him in training camp. I seen some of the things that he was doing. I mean, he was probably the best route runner among tight ends that were out there. And, uh, you know, I, I'm hoping that he can take that, that step forward, you know, with a year uh, under his belt and a year in the Saints offense. Those, these are the two guys that I'm kind of looking at to try to emerge. And then, you know, you got some other guys that that, that you added, uh, some some young guys, uh, guys that are undrafted uh, free agents. But the Saints are going to have to figure it out. But I, I can't get too concerned about something that I haven't seen. I mentioned this on uh, the, the last episode when someone asked me about the tight end position. It's kind of hard for me to say that the Saints need anything because I can remember last year going into the season thinking that the Saints just needed so much help at the linebacker position. And it, it looked like Pete Warner and Demario Davis were the answer to the problem. So I, I don't know. I have a whole wait and see approach when it comes to the tight end position, even though I can completely 100% understand why people would want more depth at the tight end position, probably a seasoned veteran. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to pick one up, but um, I'm looking at Jawan Johnson and honestly, I'm looking at Lucas Quarles to try to emerge and try to take that second spot. I think that he has what it takes uh, to do it. I, I like his confidence. Um, I like his swag. Uh, I like his energy. If you follow Lucas Crowell, man, you, 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 it'll be easy for you to become a fan of this guy. 
And it's definitely easy for you to become a fan of a guy like Jawan Johnson, a free spirit. Uh, we see him and his wife always on social media having a good time. Uh, congratulations to him. They're, they're expecting their first child in a, in a few months. So, you know, it's, it's so many positive things coming out that tight end room. Um, it's kind of hard for me to just sit here and say, I'm going to be really, really concerned about the tight end position. I mean, if, if they go into camp and it doesn't look uh, really good, <laughs> then I'll probably be a little bit concerned. But I, I have a little bit of a wait-and-see approach because I know guys can get better, guys get more experience, guys go out and train with other guys, they start seeing the field a little bit better, the game starts slowing down for them, and the next thing you know, you have yourself a weapon on offense. So that's what I'm looking at. Uh, next, let's go ahead and talk about the schedule. Uh, if you're watching this on a – uh, I'm doing this show on a Tuesday. If you're watching this now, I'm doing it on Tuesday. Uh, the schedule is supposed to come out on Thursday, uh, May 11th. Um, some of the schedule is going to come out on May 10th um, with the announcement of some of the international games. Uh, the Saints are supposed to uh, play the Patriots uh, in Germany. That is what the reports are saying. Nothing has been confirmed just yet, uh, but you know, you never know. Uh, I mean, it came from somewhere, right? But there are some international games that are going to be uh, reported on Wednesday. And on Thursday, we're going to find out the Saints' entire schedule. And according to uh, some of the reports, uh, they're saying that the Saints have one of the easiest schedules in all of football. Oh, man, I, I hate when people say that kind of stuff. I hate when people say, oh, they got the easiest schedule. The, a schedule to me isn't easy. Like, you can't just look at a schedule – because a team struggled last year and just say, hey, you know, it's going to be easy for this team because they playing this team, this team, and this team. Well, the Saints didn't make the playoffs last year. They ended 7-10. and 10. Does anybody expect for the Saints to be 7-10 and 10 this season? I would say no if you're watching this and you're a true Saints fan, right? So you expect for the New Orleans Saints to get better. Don't you feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars feel the same way? The Chicago Bears feel the same way? The Houston Texans feel the same way? All these teams feel like they're starting the season zero and zero. And they have an opportunity to make the playoff, right the wrongs of yesteryear, and become a really, really good team. But they say that the Saints have one of the easiest schedules. So I have this uh, report that's, that's out right now, and I'm going to go ahead and pull it up. And it talks about a little bit about the schedule, and it, it talks about some of the teams that the Saints are, are going to be playing. I mean, they're playing the AFC South, as I mentioned, uh, but, of course, they're going to be playing the NFC South, the teams that consist of the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Bucks. Then you have uh, some road games as well with the Packers, the Texans, Colts, Rams, Vikings, and Patriots. And then you have uh, your home opponents, of course. And once again, you're playing your teams in your division. And the home games you get are against the Bears, the Lions, the Jaguars, the Giants, and the Titans. Well, I look at the Titans. That's not an easy game for the Saints. That was a knockout drag out the last time we seen them play. The last time the Saints played the Giants in the Superdome, they lost. Uh, the Jaguars are a better team. They were a playoff team. They won the division last year. Uh, the Lions are starting to get a little bit better, especially when it comes to the offensive side of the football. And the Bears, you know, they they got better as well. They they did some things that, that were really, really good, you know, in the draft. They decided to move back uh, from the number one spot, giving that to the Panthers. They got some draft capital, and they were able to get some things that they actually needed. Uh, as far as the Packers, I mean, Jordan Love, he's up. We don't know what Jordan Love is going to be able to do. Uh, the Texans, uh, C.J. Stroud, right? They, you know, they get opportunity to go up against him. 
uh, the Colts. Uh, you got Anthony Richardson. Will he be a part uh, of that fold? Uh, the Rams. I mean, Rams, they always have one down year, and then they bounce back and be some world beaters. And then you got the Vikings, who the Saints played last season uh, in a in a dog fight, end up losing that game. And, of course, you have the Patriots, who people just consider that maybe that game that's supposed to take place in Germany once again. So looking at these teams on paper, I know some of these teams had some struggles last season, but they did a lot of good things in order for them to improve themselves, especially when you look at the Texans. I mean, the Texans had about a million draft picks this year. So if, if you think about some of the things that they actually added, is it really easy? It's not going to be easy. And if the New Orleans Saints go into this season looking at the, the schedule and saying, oh, man, we're going to play this team and, and just look past them, they're going to find themselves on the outside looking in i'm also going to say for those if they're going to make this argument that is a easy schedule then that shines a even bigger light on dennis allen to be able to perform right because if everybody's saying that this is a easy schedule then you should be able to run through this the saints uh if you're looking at this schedule and you know you're basing it on last year the saints should be a double digit win team i think i'm looking at some of these uh numbers that they had out here uh, they had the the Saints facing the opponents that were a total of 122, 164, and 3 uh, last season, which gave them a .427 winning percentage. The Falcons have the easiest strength of schedule at .417. Meanwhile, the Eagles have the toughest schedule of .56. So uh, if you're the champion, you're the guys, you're the, you're the, you're the standard uh, of the NFC, you're going to have a tough schedule. So the Saints, uh, you know, you're looking at this and you're saying, man, this should be easy. The Saints should be able to make the playoffs, but not so fast. Once again, do not look past these teams. You find yourself looking past a team, you, you underestimate them, and you end up getting hitting them out. I mean, this is a the whole the whole Buster Douglas, Mike Tyson fight, right? You know, Mike Tyson wasn't really training, wasn't really focused on the fight, right? Oh, man, it's just Buster Douglas out here. But they weren't taking into account Buster Douglas was was going into a fight like a man that had nothing to lose. Uh, Buster Douglas uh, took the fight on the um, during the time where he lost his mom, you know. And at that time, you know, he, he went in there as a man with nothing to lose. And the next thing you know, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. If the Saints do not take these teams serious, they're going to be on the outside looking in. But I do feel like the New Orleans Saints will take these teams serious because the New Orleans Saints are a team that has not made the playoffs in the last couple of seasons, and they want to get back there. And once again, Dennis Allen has something to prove. I just wrote an article today. If you're watching this on a Tuesday, I wrote an article about it being a do-or-die season for Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen has to go out there, and he has to make sure that the Saints perform at a high level if he's going to continue to be the head coach of the team. Because if they do not make the playoffs – that nation if they do not make the playoffs Dennis Allen will not be able to be sold to the New Orleans Saints masses anymore because they no longer have any excuses that they can give out to justify Dennis Allen being the head coach of the New Orleans Saints so in my humble opinion Dennis Allen has to get this team he got to get this team motivated to win and win often but I would love to hear from you what do you all think about the tight end position uh, what do you think the Saints uh, should be looking for? Do you think it's in-house? And if it's not in-house, who do you think would be a, a good asset to the team? And also, what do you think about the 2023 schedule? Comment down below, like, and share this video. 
Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Also, make sure you check out the new Gumbo Pot sports page that is available. The website is gumbopotsports.com. That's gumbopotsports.com. Wrote a few articles today about the 2023 schedules and what it's going to consist of. And also, once again, wrote an article uh, talking about Dennis Allen being in a do or die season. So make sure you check it out, gumbopiesports.com. And also check out the Gumbo Pie Sports podcast page that's available on YouTube, which is youtube.com. Search Gumbo Pie Sports Podcast. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that? <laughs>